start off the latest episode of What's Happening in Melee featuring Hada. Of course, thank you for joining me yet again, Hada, with the biggest All Chat Esports dub, I think, in recent memory. Congratulations to B-Bats, a.k.a. Beast Bats, for winning Creed over all the competition, Mm. including 6-0-ing to Saint in the Peach versus Puff matchup. Woo! Congratulations to B-Bats. That happened just tonight. We're recording on Saturday night here on May 21st. Hada, how's it going? Good, man. You know, I love to see my fellow Peach brethren and, of course, my... Yeah, I I got a lot in in common with Billy, except that he's a literal child. He's like 19, 18 (laughs) years old, but um, same org, same main. Um, He's he's Latino. I'm Latino, so it's like, it's definitely, you know, I got a a lot of reasons to root for Billy on top of him being just an amazing person. And yeah, you know, absolutely crazy run. So taking a 3-1 over uh, Faye Myopia, and then uh, Team Kill, unfortunately, over JFlex to Game 5. Game 5. And then... uh, Double three zero six zero over the likes of two Saint two Saints no slouch in the Peach matchup. Uh, many many years playing with the likes of uh, Ryo Beat and other pretty notorious East Coast Peach mains. So um, I think Billy just has a, a really good idea on in the matchup. Uh, has taken H Box to Game Five I think on three or four separate occasions. Um, so definitely a a favorable matchup for B Bats and it's super cool to see him pull it up and you know take a dub back home for all chat. But we've been away for a little while here. We haven't even gotten a chance to react to Summon 13. And the perfect way to react to an event that happened almost a week ago is just to dive right on in. What were your thoughts about the event? Do you have a lot of different angles here? So I'm just interested in what comes to mind first. Now that we've had some time to sort of just sit back and absorb what happened at Smash Summit 13 last weekend. Yeah, I think we have uh, we had a lot to um, a lot of time to digest. And I think we have a lot of literally pretty interesting angles, like you're saying. It's uh, of course, you know, the the COVID outbreak was pretty heartbreaking, especially for some friends of mine. I know Bbats was there as a VIP as a as the LOD warm up. Um, friends of mine and Zealot as well were out there as a VIP, and I think Zealot took a pretty decent run in the VIP bracket, but VIP bracket didn't end up getting to finish up. But uh, yeah, we had us a bunch of uh, also pretty interesting uh, performances. Uh, Leffen kind of falling under the radar a little bit. Um, I think not performing to the excitement that we really, really wished for them. Um, but JMook, of course, you know, the Game 5 Mastermind is what it seemed uh, throughout the course of the last few tournament performances, you know, Genesis up through uh, Summit. Uh, JMook is a is a player who has ice in his veins, will go the distance, and will clutch up Game 5, and did very much so against Leffen. Leffen then dropping into the loser's bracket and falling down to Dr. Lod. A lot going on an absolute tear and uh and beating Leffen in Fox Peach is something that's outrageously unheard of. Leffen probably the best Fox against Peach on the planet. And yeah, just a hot 3-0. Lod was playing absolutely marvelously in that matchup. Lod then proceeding to continue on in the bracket, taking a 3-1 over um none, and then eventually falling to the second place uh, finisher in Panda Global's own plup. So uh, definitely some really interesting developments. Mango um, having some choice words for HBox after their winner set. Um, something along the lines of, you know, you, why are you complaining when you're playing? Like, why are you playing, complaining about camping when you're playing like that sort of thing? And uh, uh, there's actually a very humorous thread on, on Twitter than myself, uh, Jesse, and Walt getting a little taste of that. It's like <laughs> all of our significant others' reactions to watching the, the Summit weekend was very, very fun. and. Um, HBox going on a little bit of a tear themselves and then eventually falling to the eventual victor in IBDW. IBDW actually, and Plup themselves, actually taking 
Saturday off, which is interesting to the, of course, with the COVID outbreak, as well as the round robin functionality, they performed well enough in the first portion of the round robin to not have to play out the second portion of the qualifier. So immediately being seated into winner's side. So pretty interesting and um, can't, you know, ignore the fact that uh, Cody's got a lot of stuff going on in his life as well. I know having a lot of pretty serious developments with his own personal life and um, hoping that he's going through that healing process and, you know, coming back with a summit win, especially given, you know, all things considered, you know, a lot of respect, a lot of love going out to Cody and uh, absolutely dominant performance, you know, looking really strong, even in the Oxido against Plup and uh, going, going the distance, going game five, but uh, IBW holding it together, composure, unlike any other that I've seen in a very long time and will take and become your Smash Summit 13 champion. Back to back, first since Armada. Yeah, definitely. You love to see the repeat performance. Um, other notable performers, definitely uh, J-Mook. I think uh, J-Mook definitely proving that he is a top five, if not a you know top 10 level, high-ranking top 10 candidate in the world currently. The most innovative Sheik, the most holistically sound Sheik, at least that's what I saw. I think Tafo tweeted a few weeks back is... Uh, Having the mix-ups, having the composure, the relentless tech chasing, clinical edge guards, just the full package when it comes to what we could really expect Sheik to be in the meta. And I think Leffing even going so far in tweeting that if she continues to get developed at this speed and at this efficacy, Sheik might have a resurgence. You know, going back to that 2002 tier list that Sheik <laughs> might just become a the game at one point. And um, the fact that Mook makes the Fox-Sheik matchup look as doable as it is, you know, there might be some water to that statement. And, uh, you know, life and the world is truly a cycle. And we just might be seeing coming to the coming to the other end of that cycle where Sheik just might have the pure renaissance that we've been looking for. When is Marth the most scary, Hada? Is it when the Marth <laughs> is converting on punishes or not converting on punishes, right? True. So yeah. I love how Sheik has just like most of the top tiers and high tiers in melee a theoretical ceiling where when you can do everything well enough and really do really interesting and crazy stuff at the very 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 top and zane powered marth up in the past five years marth was i mean we were sort of holding on to ppmd mewtwo king and of course ppu holding it down in the doubles version of marth as being Oh, well, Marth can get there. It's just, you know, this and that and the third for matchups. And, you know, you need someone who's like, you know, able to take it, take Marth over the top. And that was through Zane. And between Plup, between JMook, those two, and Leffen throwing out the Sheik for counter picks and, <laughs> and maybe even considering, oh, well, you know, maybe I could play Sheik for other matchups too. <laughs> and then, of course, all the other Sheik mains, dedicated Sheik mains like Face Roll, like Spark, all of those players and people who can take this character who yes has certain things that you go oh that's not going to be great against fox or that's not going to be great against falcon or martha and you go on and on but she can be a character that when converting on tech chasing converting on punishes able to use needles perfectly especially for edge guards like when you put all of that together jmook seems to be the player as the Sheik in this, from the Sheik world, who can put it together first. That's what it seems like right now, because the last time we had something like this was, you go back to Armada, right? Armada was well-known in Europe before coming over to the United States and playing at Genesis 1 and almost won the whole event. 
and a lot of people knew about jmook when you were a hardcore melee fan but the casual melee fan had no idea who Sheik was sorry who jmook was when he shows up at genesis 8 and almost wins the entire event beating players like ibdw and so on and Plup. So it's it's really cool. What I really liked about Jamie's performance from Summit 13, it was beating Zane. That I, I really wanted to yeah. see that, and I thought, well, there you go. And and also Jamie didn't get completely washed over by people who you know saw the tape and go, oh, okay, this is how we, this is how we beat Jamie. Because you know once you once you put it out there, then people can start studying your habits, what you're looking for, or or in the case of PG stats, even have an entire video broken down about the, what you're exactly looking for and how you get the grabs. But Jamu continued to prove that top five, Jamu could possibly be there. It might even be there right now. And it's, and it's so crazy to think that at the start of this year, we knew that Jamu was going to go to Genesis 8 and we thought, oh, you know, there's a world. But there's 50 players who have that potential. And it was Jamu with the Sheik. It's so cool to see. I'm really looking forward to, you know, after he quits his job, he's quitting his job to pursue Melee full-time. Let's get, a, let's get a sponsorship. I think we said this the last couple of times we've been talking, and it still hasn't happened, so I'm mad at that. But let's get a sponsorship. Let's get JMook out to all these events. Let's make it happen. I'm excited to see how the rest of this year turns out for JMook. I mean, I will say that uh, almost immediately after Summit, I saw that FlyQuest tweeted at jmook saying hey you're pretty cool can i dm you like the flyquest <laughs> twitter account he's like yeah but i have but you have to let me bring my boy salt along and then salt Aww. is like oh bet which was like that's outrageous like big ups to jmook for one not only no giving salt the credit because salt was definitely the i guess out of the votins the most electrifying performer taking zane to game five having amazing sets you know that crazy moonwalk edge cancel back air into reverse knee combo that made everyone lose their mind and Tove completely loses train of thought, you know, <laughs> salt, you know, I think I said it in the, in the pre-show from last week was I think salt out of the votants is my go-to guy is my look to who's really going to start making waves and who has the potential to make a little bit of a, of a bracket run. And I will say definitely the, unfortunate um draw of having to play into zane the proverbial one seed in losers round two because uh got upset uh, upset is air quotes you know plub zane definitely yeah a pretty you know it was game five's a complete very competitive set you know race to the literal race to the finish to get back to that ledge you know with the zane with the fast fall instant up be back um, had to warm up against mango chic <laughs> <laughs> that's what i heard and uh, yes, Zane, you know, falling in loot and uh, winners quarterfinals, then immediately running into a absolutely monstrous performance from Salt and Salt. Salt definitely got a lot of new fans over the course of the weekend, and I'm really, really happy to see that because he definitely deserves it. Uh, Salt's honestly pretty goaded. So I know it might just have been some social media points. I don't know how much conversation is actually happening between FlyQuest and, and, um, J Mook definitely could see another pickup that I think that would be a really good fit or um, how serious that extension was for the likes of salt. And I also think salt would be a really solid pickup, definitely a, uh, a rising star and someone you could really invest some serious money into and salt, you know, great social media presence, super humble, uh, very en um, entertaining guy on Twitch. 
and uh, JMook actually having some pretty successful streams. I know here and there some spotted streams in the mornings um, over from the East Coast. And, you know, I don't think he even has their sub button yet, but is doing a lot of great numbers. So some really cool and awesome players, and I hope FlyQuest makes a serious offer for him. You know, everybody should be tweeting at JMook. And also, shout-outs to HardSwap TV and Conduit Gaming for sort of helping salt keep the lights on, as it were. But, you know, we, we understand that those are not the orgs that you immediately think of when you think of a melee player who should be able to be flown out to a lot of big events in this, that, and third. I, 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 I saw Kree Stab's thread about frustration about saying, ah, we, we did a lot of things to help salt get into Summit and why are we getting ignored kind of a thing and mm. as, like that's a whole that's a whole thing within the realm of esports right if you want to go watch more discourse about that aiden calvin's video about money around melee money around esports it's a great video if you just look up aiden esports dying or something you'll probably get it because i think he titled it literally that way and you want you want jmook and salt players who are up and coming who are going to in, 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 in all likelihood, be top players, either in the very near future or at least in the future. Players like Zane and Leffen and Hungrybox will continue to play, hopefully for a long time, but you still have to think about, well, who's going to be the, 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 perennial, the perennial top dogs in the scene? Is it going to be Salt? Is it going to be Jmook? And gosh, a Falcon and a Sheik holding it down over all the spaces and Marths and Peaches of the world would be... So wild, but I love the idea that JMook's going, well, okay, well, what about the homies? So that's really cool. It was fun to hear about stories from, from Summit. It was interesting to watch Mango stream the day, and he didn't do it stream Monday. I think he streamed Tuesday, but just describing, yeah, I was just drunk a lot, and I was just trying to do as many funny things as possible, talking about all kinds of wild hotel stories, because apparently for Summits, he doesn't usually stay at a hotel, but this time he did. That was interesting. You should just go check out the VODs or check out Mango's channel. I'm not going to get into all that, but it's just really cool. Despite despite the the outbreak of COVID at Summit 13, where you would immediately say, I was thinking to myself when it happened, it's going to, it's just probably going to have to shut down in, in some capacity. Or if it's Saturday and everybody who can play because they tested negative, probably should just play out the rest of the bracket today, just shove it through. But Shoutouts to Connor, shoutouts to Mikey, shoutouts to the entire BTS team, Beyond the Summit team, for being able to say, all right, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to do it. And trying to do everybody by the best that they can, even though, again, it's just a situation that you, it's, it's out there, and you can't really control it that much. But what they could, they everybody, I think, did a really good job. And hopefully, this is a lesson about how often we go to events. So, Hada, I'll ask you, is it... Is it going to become a bit of a a no-no, an unspoken role, or maybe a very spoken role in the Melee community? You shouldn't go to back-to-back weekend events. Uh, I think it's it's definitely a cultural thing for at least someone who's been established in Melee. If you are a top-level competitor, or even a fringe top-level competitor, your job is to travel. It really is. Your job is to make all those regionals, make all those nationals, and really try to you know get those results, make the make that happen. And I think we are at a weird impasse currently where we really have to balance. Is it worth it to really push the issue to really um, push the boundaries on what it means to be a top level competitor nowadays? Like, is, are we going to be able to balance? Are we going to be able to 
rectify some of those performances, you know, supplement them with online performances, supplement them with uh, regional performances rather than really pushing the button on that every top player needs to go to every single national. And I think it's a, it's going to take a lot of discussion. It's going to take a lot of, I guess, um, you know, give and take, especially when ranking season comes out again. And, you know, it's definitely going to be a really, really stressful time to see, you know, what like what nails are we gonna try to hammer in and uh how are we going to trim the fat and really decide you know what wins count what losses count and what the severity of those wins and losses means you know online versus offline uh regional versus national national versus weekly regional versus weekly whatever and it really comes down to you know things like exactly like today bbats winning creed over the likes of two saint 404 cray j flex dawson and wally and bones you know that's a solid solid tournament win but does that matter you know going into something like like a smash summit where salt you know gets a couple wins is that the the gravity of that performance the gravity and then the quality of those wins as well as the quality of the event like where do we where do we trim the hairs like what where does the quality really meet meet its maker so it's a difficult conversation and i think we have to start really uh finding out what our values are especially given the our exodus out of the covid slash online era so i think there's uh, definitely a lot of discussion to be had and i'm really excited to see especially like as this summer of smash goes on uh where we truly lie and, and how does the community really support our top players and where are we going to s- slot them in at the end of the year there was some uh, there was some fun little rankings discourse after we had some back to back to back weekends of competition. Yeah, you know, I, I I was okay. So I I like the idea of counting wins heavily more than losses, right? Like, well, why do we immediately start talking about who lost to what? To what? I mean, I, I, when I hear it from top players, I always just go, "Wait, what? I thought you didn't like it when people held losses against you." Uh, anyway, but you know the crazy thing about the crazy thing about all this is think about all the upsets that have happened. I mean, Mango alone, not being able to place top eight at Pound at Genesis or at Summit because I'm looking just to double triple check. Where did Mango go? <laughs> uh, just outside of top eight, it looks like losing to Kadoran in a five game. Yes, that's right. In game five, Kadoran barely takes that set. So, you know, good stuff to Kadoran. Anyway, I'm thinking about how hard it is, how hard it's going to be. It seems like it's going to be harder than ever for the midsummer rankings or so. I think they extended the season of being able to submit performances and placings beyond the original end of May or end of June. I think they're going to extend it slightly if I, if I heard correctly, but I don't know when the exact date is. I just know that they extended it. I think that originally they were only going to have it go to the end of May. I think that's what it is. Extending it further out and further past the 1st of June. So I hope that Double Down, which is the next big event that I could think of in my head, that would be the next big one. I hope that also can be something that gets considered for the, uh, for the summer rankings. And speaking of Double Down, if that is truly the next big event, I believe that somebody in this call is going to be going and someone's... Not going to be going, sadly. Uh, my plan is to be in attendance at Double Down. I need to reach out to the TOs to check on commentary stuff. Because... Uh, Battle BC4. Sorry, shout out to Battle BC4. And Battle BC, yes. I was just thinking that as well. So shout out to Deer and the Galant Gaming staff for um, getting ready to start running Battle of BC. So 
I know, I believe uh, Jay Flex had a, a serious intention about getting out to Battle of BC, but I think he had some issues uh, updating his passport, unfortunately. So we'll have to see if uh, those get rectified or if he can expedite that process or something's going on. But yeah, at least uh, for all chat's sake, I know myself, I believe Trey, the trash man. And um, I don't know how many of the other all chat boys, but I know we're both um, applied for commentary. We haven't heard anything back yet, at least as far as I know. But... <laughs> I'm hoping that we do get some awesome blocks and uh, go hang out in Lynn, Vegas for a long weekend. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, but I'm really excited for Double Down. I think it's going to be a phenomenal weekend. And I know uh, specifically here in Colorado, the Mango Slayer Fizzwiggle is push, making a serious push for trying to get ranked for the first time. And uh, Fizz has uh, been on the ballot, I think, on three separate occasions, has been French Top 100 multiple times. And with this major win um, over the likes of Cloud9's own Mango, um, has really been you know, kind of lit a fire under his body. He's like, oh, man, I might need to get another another tournament in. I might need to go to Double Down. I might need to go to or uh, DC, something like that. Yeah. So really excited to see uh, if uh, another Colorado resident, with the exception of Cyrox, might make the list for the first time. Uh, so would be really cool to see, especially with a, a huge win over the likes of Mango. And it's not like... Um, you know, there's people who are saying, you know, mango slouching, mangoes wash, mango this, mango that. Um, I mean, it's not like mango has bad losses. I mean, of course, the Fizz Wiggle loss is kind of a bad loss, you know, with the quality of play <laughs> that mango is. But um, it's like he lost to Kador and he's lost to Hbox. He's lost to, I think, Plup. He's lost to Jmook. It's like the rest of the top, the rest of the players that he has lost to are, you know, top 10 quality level players. It's like, his other his second worst loss, I think, in a major this year has been to Kadorin. And Kadorin is absolutely phenomenal. Definitely a fringe top ten player in the world, the second best Marth on the planet right now. And uh so it's not like uh definitely not holding out. I think uh everyone trying to, you know, light up the pitchforks and uh go after Mango being like, Man, you're wash, you know, no top eight, so no this, no that's so, like no Mango's, you know, he's gone the distance, he's having some competitive sets and uh hope to see a resurgence of the kid at some point. And uh, it's it's definitely a really cool time to be a Melee fan. And uh, at least uh, from the more administrative sense of Melee tournaments and Melee goings on, we uh, have uh, a brand new logo for the tabs that I'm looking at for these brackets. Are, uh, we no longer are Smash GG. We are Start GG. Start GG, so the Smash GG team rebranding and uh, trying to make a little bit more of a stamp on the greater esports scene and try to, uh, I believe their main goal is to broaden themselves into more games and to have a better foothold into, you know, bracketology in the greater esports scene. But quickly after that, we do have a announcement that a competing same day. Soon, <laughs> yep. Same day. Yeah. The Medify team announcing that they're going to be releasing another sort of bracketology or organizational brand called Sumo. And uh, it's definitely a, it's a, it's a bold move, especially with such an established team that came from the melee community. It's a I don't know exactly what the intention or what the what's going on with uh, all those backroom corporate you know boardroom conversations, but uh, definitely seen a little bit of drama here and there, a little bit of hurt feelings, and uh, have to see how this develops moving forward. Yeah, well, I think that there's. A lot of complaints that people have regarding Star GG, formerly Smash GG, specifically 
there are things where you build, I mean, Nathan Sandwich has posted about this. I feel like every time, <laughs> every time Nathan Sandwich has to put together seating for a big tournament for a big rollback rumble, or even for Genesis, I, I inevitably see tweets about, ugh, last year shut down or, or, or ruined everything out to start from scratch again, or with the, you know, no, no functioning mobile app. We're all just on Safari or on Google Chrome, whatever on our phones, like just trying to zoom in, like, ah, I need to, match or, or what have you and it's not right. super fun but then somebody comes along and is like dunking on star gg and everybody's like uh ooh, wait a minute but star gg has been here i mean star gg has been here since like the end of or no the beginning of 2015 or so trying to support the community and of course yes grow itself spell out to microsoft all that fun stuff those are those are all true things at the same time you know but Who's been here, Metify or StarGG? I was listening to the Austin Melee pa- podcast, which I'm so happy is back, by the way. Shout outs to Austin Melee. And uh, they were talking about how Jack Zilla looked up the CEO of Metify, how many times the CEO had tweeted about Mango or something funny like that. And it turns out the CEO had tweeted about Mango exactly zero times. <laughs> and meanwhile, I think half of the staff at least are all super big Smash fans. I mean, I think about former staff like Patty of Alston they like Matt Dopzeb, and then current employees like Connor and uh, I'm talking about Contra and Studebaker Hawk. So you, you, these are people who very much care about Melee. And even if, yes, it's a for business, for profit. I get all of that. There are people who still want to support the scene. And hopefully my, my idea of all of this is Sumo can do what it wants to do. Medify is you know, fairly supportive of the community from the, from a coaching perspective, kind of a thing. I haven't heard complaints in that regard, but hopefully they all just like, just stop doing the whole, Hey, we're not our competitor because they suck kind of branding. I've never liked that. I didn't like it when Beyond Melee led with that campaigning saying, hey, we're not PM. I, I've, I've always liked the idea of just saying, hey, we're so cool, you're gonna wanna work with us. But like it, you know, it's got, it got everybody talking. Uh, discourse is fueled by people being, uh, doing hot takes and getting mad at each other. So I also respect that too. <laughs> I think it's, uh, there's always a saying, you know, no publicity no publicity is bad publicity um or no negative this is like like positive or negative publicity is always positive publicity so even if it's founded in something you know discourse arguing um you know scandal you know all all publicity is good publicity i think is what the saying is yeah i got there eventually yes um (laughs) here's a here's a question uh, for you since we don't have melee guesser to play anymore shout outs to melee guesser already dead because of server costs (laughs) it do be that way sometimes i'll keep you to a short question this is how we'll outro do you want to keep fod as it is or do you want to not keep fod as it is i'm referring to fountain of dreams oh yeah yeah. um i think that having a um a standardized level at the start is probably the only thing that i would want to change from it um, make sure that it's on not on a cycle per se i think the randomness is pretty interesting but i will say that um after having some more uh custom map experience i had actually had a, a very awesome late night friendly session with pjh carol last night and uh got on a play test build for some custom stages and they were very very fun and uh playing with carol is honestly one of the most fun experiences you can have as a melee player friendly with carol is amazing so shout outs to uh, pjh carol 
And uh, I, I firmly believe that the randomness, quote unquote, of FOD, yeah, I, it, it's a quirk. It's one of the things. I think the only thing that I personally would change about it is set a standard level on the left and right platform, whether they be offset, whether they be completely level with each other, whether they be one high, one low, whatever's going on. Just make sure it's the same at the start of every game. I think that'd be the best way to do it. Um, but I, I think having it like banning it or making it illegal or freezing the entire thing. I think that's a little ridiculous. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take your standardized start at the, at the position of the stage when the match begins and, uh, and keep everything else just as it is just as Sakurai intended. I just love little quirks of all of our melee stages that are tournament legal, but that is all the time that we have for today at Hey Hada on all platforms, catch Hada on Twitch, on YouTube, on Twitter, tweeting, Twitching, YouTube, and, and you can catch me at Cypher003, not tweeting all that often because I, <laughs> I talk enough on the podcast, so I don't I need to tweet 24-7, I don't know. But you can also catch updates at BSM Pod. that is how it goes for YouTube and for Twitter, where you can see when new episodes go up, including when we drop the answer for this one. So thank you all for joining us for another week of What's New in Melee with Hada. Wait, hold on, with Hada. Thank you so much, Hada, for making the time to do this yet again. I really appreciate We've been going strong here for 10 plus episodes now, and I'm looking forward to more. Yeah, it's definitely been a, a joy every single week. I definitely look forward to it. I know we've had some a little bit of offset scheduling problems, but hopefully uh, we get a little bit more consistent as the weeks go on. But you keep saying, let's, you know, I'm, I'm good. Let's work around schedule stuff. I'm like always like, oh, Hada wants to keep doing this. This is great. I do want to keep doing it. It's a good time. But guys, thank you so much for always supporting. I really appreciate it. It's always a fun time coming back. And uh, we will see you again next week with uh, more happenings in Melee.